0: So welcome everyone my name is Susan McNamara and I'm here with Patty Mari today we're back doing our first podcast since many many months ago and we're going to put our two podcasts together and the podcast that I do is called Remembering What Matters Most which is one exploring what it means to live our lives based on what is most important to us. And I'm
1: Patty, and my podcast name is Nature Within Yoga which is a podcast that explores the intersection of yoga and our lives. Welcome, everybody. It's so good to be back in the saddle. Yep.
0: That's the name of the podcast, everybody, today, Back Back in in the the Saddle. saddle. And we're here today in my house, and we've just gotten the equipment from the place that we usually did our podcast in, and we've got it all set up in my kitchen, and (laughs) we're both very proud of each other that we figured out how to do this
1: who would have known that a year ago when we started this and we were um, very much kind of babysat by Ryan at East Hampton Media, who would have known that we would be able to set up the equipment ourselves, Susan? Yeah,
0: we've come a long way, Patty. (laughs) We're so proud
1: of ourselves.
0: Yeah. And speaking of which too, I feel like The world has come a long way since the last time that we got together back, I don't know, early winter or something back in the spring before March, and... That's what we're really here to talk about today is to look at and to explore what's been happening for all of us in the pandemic over the last number of months. And not from a a fear-based or a negative kind of perspective, but a kind of where are we now? What have we learned? And maybe what are some things that we want to bring forward at this time? Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: And we're hoping that From this conversation either you'll get a sense of peace or you'll say hey yeah i I thought that too or maybe you'll have a new tool to bring forward into your life Mm.
0: so so patty do you want to actually start because i think it would be interesting to just start with our conversation off mic where You're a teacher, yeah, and um, so you just want to say a little bit about what's happening in your school district, because that really got us talking. Yeah, so I'm a teacher,
1: and um, our school has been operating on a hybrid schedule, where we have half of the kids come in Mondays and Tuesdays, and half of the kids come in on Thursdays and Fridays. And our school committee just voted to have everybody back in the school all five days for the full compliment. And we were both talking about how it had been so nice in some ways, especially on Wednesdays, to be home, to be teaching from home. Um, It felt very right to be home in the middle of the week. It gave our custodial staff a chance to really deep clean the building. And... I was still able to reach out to students and I really really enjoyed um working with um our remote students. But when we go back full day all in, we're going to lose that precious time at home. And we were kind of talking about how in some ways it feels like throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Mm. Like you know, I think that I get why um Parents would like to have their kids back to school. It's it really I totally totally get that. However, I think that we also need to acknowledge that, you know, ha- during a pandemic, it it might be nice to weave in the the, the good things that we have been, that have worked during this pa- pandemic. Let's not throw it all away. You know, it it just feels like too much. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like, as we were speaking earlier, that I've certainly got those examples of people that I know in my life that have really enjoyed having less of a schedule, or maybe even sometimes not that they're doing less, but that there's more flexibility in how they do that. And I think that that's one of the things that we're wondering about here right now is, what are the things that have been of real value and how can we figure out how to bring them forward because it really would be a shame if we lose some of these things like a little bit more balance in our lives or like somebody I was speaking to earlier was just saying Spend this incredible opportunity working from home to also then be able to go out and throw some soup on the stove or throw a load of wash in and have more flexibility in terms of how she gets her work done. That maybe it doesn't happen from nine to five, maybe it happens from 10 to six, or lunch shifts into a different kind of uh, configuration for the day. And I, I feel like what we're talking about here is how can we just not swing from being too much in to going back to how things were things just being too overwhelming, too intense for, for many of us as a matter of fact. And how do we have the courage? Because what we're talking about here is we're going to have to change institutions. We're going to have to change, right. Our, our perspective on what actually can work. Yeah. And that's going to take a
1: lot of thought and it's going to take a lot of time. Mm. Um, And courage, like you said, courage. Yeah, definitely going to take some courage. Mm. But I'd hate to throw, you know, all of the good things that we've learned from this pandemic because we have learned some good things. I talk to people and they're psyched because, you know, they have more time at home. They have more time with their families. Um, For me, I have enjoyed so much being with my family because I can't be with a lot of friends Um, so it's nice to have that family connection and I feel like the people who have been most successful at this pandemic, A's in pandemic, um, have been the people who have been, who, who somehow found a balance. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have some friends who haven't seen anybody. They have not, literally haven't had a, a person in their house in eight months. And then I have friends who, you know, they're, too much out there, they even say they're too much out there, so how do we find that balance where we can still socialize safely? but we're not totally exiting ourselves from the world
0: right Well, you were saying earlier that for you it's just been nice that you didn't it's been kind of a an imposed no where you don't have to now try and figure out, do I say yes, do I say no to different invitations or different obligations? So I feel like one of the things that we're talking about here is how do we figure out in the service of balance how to set some better boundaries around what is working in our lives and when we're just on automatic pilot and and just doing way too much. So do you have any things that you do? Because I I would hate to think that we have to stay as we are right now to have that built in. No, I I really hope we can just Uh. figure that out on our own. So do you have things that you do to help you to figure out what to say yes and what to say no to?
1: I feel comfortable outside with people. So I'm going... To say yes most times if a friend invites me up for a walk mm. or if I have a, an outdoor thing to do, I feel so much more comfortable outside. Being inside's a little, you know, if unless it's with my family because we've been really like I trust my family has done the right thing and and so we're sort of a pod. Mm. You know, people are making these pods or these bubbles. They're my bubble. Um,
0: and you're a part of my bubble, (laughs) but so do you see this though, you know, as we're talking about stepping forward, Mm -hmm. how, how, because again, so something's there that's actually creating a check and a balance, but what, what about when that's gone? Mm. So how are you going to maintain a balance in order to be able to say yes and no to things that you're, you're, you're coming to from the inside, right?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that it kind of comes organically because I think by the time this is over, we will all have had a lot of practice saying no. Mm -hmm. And so I think it will be easier. I think it's going to be hard to go back to a full all-in schedule where you know, five days a week I have something to do after work. Mm -hmm. That's going to be really, really hard. And I think organically people are going to be, not wanting to overburden their lives.
0: I hope anyway. I mean, wouldn't that be great too if we could just really be in support of each other too, that we don't Mm. have to gear back up to our overly busy, overly intense schedules, that we really do remember the space and we really do cherish that. And, And to create that, because I think that that's one of the things that's so important. It's one thing when it's being structured for you. But what do you do when you are in the, the driver's seat in terms of making those choices? So I know for both of us, we're yoga teachers. We mm-hmm. also have our own personal practices. Yeah. So... I know for me that one of the things that really helps me to be able to set space, know what to say yes to, know what to say no to, is that time that I take for myself every day where I carve out that space no matter what. And and for me, that's kind of a boundary that starts every single day that says, I'm going to check in with myself first. Because I know that that's how we tend to get ourselves into problems, is when we don't check in mm-hmm. with ourselves first. When True. we go to other people's expectations, when we go to even the demands of the systems that we're in, you know, when you're talking about, okay, so we've done this five day a week, um, school thing. And then the expectation is we just continue along that way. But what if we started to say to our systems, our institutions, our places of business, I think it's time for us to rethink this. I think we've got to find a way to be able to do what we're here to do, but with more flexibility and with less intensity. And maybe that would be better for everybody. I I think so. I mean, I think that that's one of the number one things that I'm hearing from people is the space. And, mm. and I know for other people it's been the opposite. I know for people yeah. they, there's been either too little space, because you're inside with everybody, or you don't feel like you've got choice, or um, there's boredom, or, or whatever, what you're doing with the space. But I think that what we're trying to propose here is, how can we begin to look at what has really worked during this time period? So do you want to tell everybody what you said to me about a minute ago about what you thought that this could be looked at as?
1: I can't remember. What did I say? Yeah,
0: we were talking about like a kind of a destiny.
1: Yeah, maybe this was a destiny. I don't know. Or maybe it wasn't. But it has given us all a new perspective. Mm -hmm. We have a new perspective. It's like, who would have thought that we could have even rode out this whole scenario that we are in? I remember being sent home on March 13th. See you later. We're, we're going to take a week off from school. And here we are in late October. And we're still in this pandemic. It's just so we've had to live it. And we have all we all have a new perspective, of whether or not we want it or not. And maybe life can't go back to the way it was. Maybe we should be making changes in our lives. Maybe we do need to be a little more balanced. And maybe that's just what you said, Susan, like taking that time to, you know, be more in touch with hey, do I really want to do this thing? Or am I okay just hanging out at home? Am I okay, you know, doing some yoga? Maybe I want to go for a walk. Maybe I don't need to always be on the go, go, go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I I do think that it's a tall order to come into a different perspective. And I I think that I've certainly had the experience, and I know you've had it as well, that a lot of times our growth and our transformation comes out of things that we would have never asked for, that Mm -hmm. we would have never invited in, that we hate, that we struggle against. And the people that I see doing the best right now are those that are really... Using and have been using this time as an opportunity to be able to get more clear, to see things differently that haven't just fallen into places, as you were talking about earlier, of just sheer panic and yeah. sheer terror. And that's that can be a really difficult thing to do if you don't have a skill set, if you don't have a perspective to understand how can I actually help to bring myself into more calm states. So do you have something that you do when you're really feeling like either in a place of fear or overwhelm? Well, my practice lately, I would say for the past month, I have been really
1: connecting with the warrior, the yoga warrior. Mm. And I remember having this conversation with you, and I don't know if you remember this, Susan, but years ago about the yoga warrior. See, when I came into yoga, I thought it was like <laughs> one of these practices that just made you calm all the time and um, peaceful, very, very, very peaceful. But now I know from years of practice and from conversations with you and, and reading that I've done that the yoga warrior is really powerful. It's not going to rush in and like start taking out its sword and start taking things out it's a more thoughtful warrior, but it's strong. Mm. You know, you think of the warrior stance and this is like, you know, actually the warrior series. Everybody knows warrior one, two, and three, if you do yoga. And if you don't just take a look at it online, but the stance for warrior two is very solid. You know, it's very grounded and it has this ability to look out over the horizon way into the future and kind of see or bring like a a really strong intentional focus to something Mm. and so i've been really connecting with that archetype because i feel like in this day and age with so much going on i can't be a wussy You know, yoga is not for wussies. This is what I'm learning. Not for wussies. Yoga, at times it's, we need to, to connect with those stronger images of yoga. And I think it really, really has been helpful for me because this times when I need to be a warrior for my own life. Mm -hmm. I need to be a warrior for what I believe in. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I just need to be a warrior to protect my own time and my own turf.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah I mean that's that's I love that image of thinking about the warrior and looking off into the future and I couldn't agree with you more that to really either do yoga or any kind of a practice that causes you to be still and to reflect it doesn't just automatically bring the peace that a lot of times things wind up coming up and I think that people don't understand that but I do remember that my yoga teacher would always talk about that that there is A greater peace to be found on the other side of that struggle, that we can avoid the struggle, we can push the struggle down, we can ignore the struggle, or we can move through it. And I know that that's also been a practice of mine, not so much on the mat, but that idea of moving through those things that scare you. You know, Mm -hmm. there's certainly been a lot of fear. And when I talk to different people or I look at my own life, I think, we all, depending on our backgrounds, depending on so many things, have had different triggers around what's been happening over the last seven or eight months. And so one of my biggest pieces of work has been really trying to understand some of my own fears and how to step forward in a way where I'm not overwhelming myself, but I'm also not letting myself stay where I've been. And so what a lot of what I've been doing is really thinking about and learning more about how the nervous system works and how, you know, we've got these parts of the brain that are very, um, animal and they don't respond to things like words that there's got to be a, a different kind of way that we work with those parts of ourselves because One of the things that I've been really cued into is how we're mammals and how Mm. if any one of us is afraid, we can kick off that fear reaction in another person. So it's been a profound piece of work for myself to be aware of my own nervous system, aware of my own fears, because we're sensing each other all the Mm. time as mammals. And I've personally come to the place that that is the greatest contribution I will ever make is to get myself as balanced and as healthy as I possibly can because that's then going to be felt by those around me. Wow. That's mm. amazing, Susan. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Sometimes
1: I just love listening to you talk. Oh, thanks, Patty.
0: I love talking to you too. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. this has been another exciting opportunity yeah. to speak with you and to um, hopefully share some wisdom and just how we're thinking about it. And I bet people out there listening to this podcast have just as many amazing ideas that they could share too. love to hear from you. Mm. Um, and I guess this is a good time to wrap this one up.
0: Yeah, I guess. So you, is there any last things that you would want to say to people about, we've been talking about sort of looking at this from a different perspective Mm. and anything you want to add to that?
1: Just take the time to really, you know, be honest, because I bet if you really think about it, everybody I've talked to, they've had a few good things to say, Mm -hmm. and uh, and I agree with you. We don't want to come at this or live in a place of fear. You know, we do have to. We're not always gonna. It's not gonna go the way we want most of the time, Mm -hmm. from my experience. So we do have to develop maybe not acceptance, but maybe a way to move through. Mm. Mm. And so that's all I would say. Mm. Um, If anybody wants to contact me, my address for my webpage is com. And it's been really nice to talk
0: with you all today. Mm, Thanks, Patty. And I think, too, as you're just saying what you're saying, one thing that just sort of just popped right into my mind is something that comes from um, permaculture. And one of the major tenets is to design with the end state in mind. And I love that idea that whatever we're doing right now, that we think about how do we want the outcome to be? Well, how do we want things to look? And so as we're all stepping forward right now, to just be really thinking about that. How do we want things to look on the mm-hmm. other side mm-hmm. and to really vision and to mm-hmm. try and do that from a place of openness and clarity. And if you find that you're not in that place to to do what you can to bring yourself more into even keel, more into balance. So maybe Patty and I love to spend time out in the natural world. Maybe that's cooking for you. Maybe that's just sitting by a window with a cup of coffee or or a cup of tea and looking out at the birds. It doesn't even have to be a formal practice, but just something that brings you into balance. Because I just do want to close with just saying, you know, one of the things when we're in a fear response is it's not a creative state. Mm. It's just a survival state. And in that survival state, we get into this place of like me versus you and there's scarcity Mm. and we're just in a shutdown, yeah. So whatever it is that each one of us can do, large or small, to help to calm ourselves, is is really going to benefit everybody now and in the long run, um, yeah. And so I would add too that if you'd like to be in touch with me, uh, my website is rememberingwhatmattersmost.com, and I also write the weekly blog medicineforthepeople.com, and the four is the number four. Nice. Thank you. So good to be back in the saddle. Yeah, (laughs) good to be back in the saddle with you, Patty. Yep. Take care, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.